Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's Natalia, and welcome back to Unfiltered Fashion Talks. Today, we have Rovel Gaither with us. I am so excited. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? I am so good. I'm so happy That's to great. have you here. Me too. Like I said, this is my first time doing a podcast. This is my second ever interview, but like first podcast. So this is exciting because I always listen to podcasts and watch them. So this is going to be fun. I'm so honored. I love podcasts and I love filming them. And you're like my first what? male guest. This is really exciting really? for me. Yeah. I've only wow. interviewed like other like girl fashion designers and stuff like this is fun. I'm excited. There's a lot of firsts today. I know. It's so fun. Just give us like a little rundown of yourself, um, a little intro of who you are. Okay, well, my name is Rovell Gaither. I started and well, got interested in fashion my second year of high school. Um, I started fashion design, getting into clothing and things like that. So started sewing and then recently about two years ago I had got into bags so I've been sewing for about a good six six and a half years but for two years I've been making bags and um, I was going to college dropped out started my business been focusing on that and that's like kind of like a long story short I don't know if you want to go like in depth in depth but that's like a little little short long story short pretty much yeah no let's let's dive into like how you got started in like fashion and sewing and like what sparked that for you yeah, definitely. So it's funny because I literally in high school, like my first year and a half, I was not into fashion at all. I was a kid who wear like baggy American jeans with green Converse. And oh, no. I did not <laughs> care. At all. But it was my second year of high school. I remember in PE, um, there was this guy. His name's Kayvon. We became friends. Um, I told him not too long ago, actually, that he got me into fashion, but he had this really cool it was like a leopard print shirt on. It was really colorful. And for some reason, mind you, I was not in fashion at all. And I was like, that's a cool shirt. So I went up to him and I asked him, I was like, where did you get your shirt? And he said H&M, which for me, I was like, really? I had never heard of H&M because I wasn't into fashion. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? That's so cool. So I told my mom, I was like, okay, I want to go to H&M one day after school and just shop around and da, da, da. So like two weeks later, we go to H&M and I'm just in there and I'm just... You know, you can tell I wasn't into fashion because I was just so mm-hmm. gagged, like the most basic thing in H&M. And that really where my interest in fashion started. So then like a few months after I started into clothing and just, you know, pieces in general, I was like, why don't I try to make clothes? So um, my mom, she had a sewing machine in the garage. She's had it for maybe a few years before I got interested in it. Um, and I was like, you know, can you pull out and show me how to sew? And she was like, yeah, I'll show you one day. And she never did. So one day after school, she was at the store and I used to walk home all the time. Um, so while she was gone at the store, she was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in the garage and I'm going to find the sewing machine myself and I'm going to pull it out and teach myself how to do it. So I went in the garage, found the machine, and then I brought it upstairs to my room. And I just remember I was on it all night, just sewing, watching a bunch of YouTube videos. Um, and then a few months later, the machine, it wasn't a good machine at all. So um one day after school walking home I went to Walmart because it was on the way home and I bought a new sewing machine it was a Singer 44S heavy duty and I walked all the way home carrying the machine and I just sewed on it all day all day and then um yeah that's really kind of where my interest in fashion started and I just started making clothes and in my senior year of high school me and my friends we started a fashion club because we had a fashion um class 
but the teacher a few years prior to me getting interested in fashion had passed away. So they no longer offered that class, you know, that she can take. So um, we started fashion club and then that was, no, that wasn't my senior year. It was my junior year. And then it really grew. And then after I graduated, I took a break from sewing and then um, I got back into it. My auntie had asked me to make her a fur jacket for her birthday. That was two years ago in February, it was actually around this time. And that's what got me back into sewing. And then about a few months after that's when I had made my first bag. Cause one of my mom's friends had came over and she had this really cool sling bag on. And I was like, you know, that's a really cool bag. So I was like, you know, I've been wanting a sling bag for a long time. Why don't I try to make one? Mind you, I hadn't, I made a bag before it was in fashion club but it was not as detailed as that one. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to make one. I'm getting back into sewing. Why not try it? And I had some, extra denim fabric in my closet from a project that I had did a while ago. So I was like, you know, why don't I use this denim fabric so I don't have to go out and buy anything. And I got, um, went on YouTube, looked at a bunch of videos on how to make bags and I made the pattern. And it took me like a week to make one bag. But <laughs> after I was like, no, oh, this is so much fun. I should do an Etsy. So then I started at Etsy. I got no sales. The only sale that I got on Etsy was from one of my friends, but I only got that sale because he wanted me to make him a custom bag. And I was like, you know what? If you go on Etsy and purchase it, I'll do your custom one. Because, you know, on Etsy, it shows how many sales you've gotten mm -hmm. for your overall. And I had zero sales. And I was like, you know what? I want to change that. So if you, so I made him purchase so it can look like I got one sale. And then um, a few months after that, I had made a website, which I don't know why, because I wasn't getting any sales on Etsy. <laughs> and then I made a bucket hat collection. And then that's what started my website. And I was like, you know, what? let me keep making bags, putting them on my own website. And then I started using TikTok. And, you know, it took a while to kind of get the ball rolling. But that's kind of how I got here today. I feel like that was such a long story. No, that's like but so cool. You have such an much. interesting like background in it because like you're kind of basically self-taught from my understanding. Yeah, that's right? the part that it a lot more interesting and I was actually going to um my senior year of high school I was looking around because I was interested in potentially going to fashion school mm -hmm. I didn't really want to go to college but I was like you know if I'm gonna go I might as well go to fashion school yeah so I was looking around at FITM um there was the Academy of Arts and there was another one I can't remember and my cousin the year that I was graduating high school no my junior year, um, she had just graduated fashion school in LA and she came back home. And I asked her, I was like, you know, is fashion school worth it? She was like, honestly, with what you know and the skill you have, I wouldn't even waste my time going. That's what she told me. So then after that, I was kind of like, I had like, I was like, I don't know if I really want to go. <laughs> so then I ended up going and just kept being like more so self-taught. And I like being self-taught because I can learn at my own pace. It's not like you have to do things for mm -hmm. a grade, you know, you don't have to feel that pressure. You can kind of have more fun with it. So that's what I like about being self-taught. I feel like it's a little bit more fun, but it takes longer, a lot longer. Yeah, no, I think it's it's impressive. Um, and like, I agree. I don't think everybody needs fashion school, but I think there are some people that probably learn better that way than others. But if you have like, you know, the work ethic to teach yourself, it's totally doable, yeah, clearly. Super impressive that you're self-taught, especially with like bags, like those are some hard things to make. Like, I don't personally make any bags necessarily, but yeah. like, that is a long process. Like, there are so many tiny little details to it. Yeah, It's definitely. insane. Honestly, I don't even know. Like, I'll make a bag and I'm like, what the heck? Like, how do you know? 
to do this because I really, I honestly don't know. Like, I remember the first bag that I ever made. It was like, it came so natural because I made clothes, but I, I was good at making clothes, but I wasn't that good. Like, if you mm-hmm. were to compare the way that I make bags to my clothes, not the same thing at all. My bags are way better than the clothing that I made. And I was never good at making patterns for clothes. So when it came for me to make my first bag, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make this pattern. But it was like, it happened so much easier. I was like, see, I think I should be doing bags because it came a little bit more natural. Like, I don't, I don't even know how I know how to do what I do. It just happens, honestly. That's really so don't. interesting. That's so funny. I like wouldn't have thought that like, if you're not so great at clothes, you could be like really good at accessories. Like, I would think it's the opposite because like accessories are, I feel much more detailed and like harder. At least I yeah. think they're harder. I don't know. Maybe they're not. But like, there's so much that goes and into it. it. Like, yeah, it's a lot of specs and little things. But I like it a lot more than clothes. I don't know. I like clothes is fun. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I think badge is a little bit more like I feel like it's my speed. Yeah. No, sense. it definitely is. Like you definitely have yeah. got it down. Like <laughs> yeah, they definitely. literally look like store bought luxury handbags. That's it's insane. Is that? Every time, like, I have this one bag that I wear out all the time. Mm-hmm. And every time someone asks to see it, they're like, oh, my goodness, you made that. It just looks like, like, luxury. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's then, insane. Yeah, that, yeah, no, it is. That's so freaking cool. This is, like, a really random side question. Do you ever get, like, weird comments about your pricing of your bags at all? Oh, yeah. All of the time. Because, like, here's the thing. I feel like people are more likely to, like, spend more money on, like, a good bag because, like, luxury bags are a thing. I'm, like, so curious how that's been on your end of things. So, you know, people are willing to spend more money on, you know, accessories a little bit Mm -hmm. because, I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, something that's just, like, put in people's mind that, you know, accessories should be a little bit more high end. But people are willing Mm -hmm. to pay a little bit more. But the thing is, if you're a smaller brand and you're not as well known, people are going to complain about any little thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's people who say that my prices are amazing. And there's people who say you should be selling this for 50 to to $100. And I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> that's not even going to pay for the materials. So, like, what are you talking about? Right. Um, yeah, no, I get comments all of the time. And at first it used to annoy me a lot, but it's something that you kind of get over. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to keep raising my prices, actually. So yes, <laughs> either you get it now while it's cheaper or it's just going to keep continue to go up. Because honestly, sometimes I'm like, I'm not making enough money for everything that I'm putting into this. And I don't yep. know how to keep this up without raising my prices. So, I mean, they're definitely going to keep going up, but people are annoying. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get that. I'm the same way. And I've been like slowly increasing things the entire time. But yeah, I feel like you could totally sell them for more. Like the amount of work you put into it is insane. Yeah. And the thing is, at first I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I knew that my prices would gradually go up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, because you know, when you're first starting out, you don't have an audience. You don't have people looking yeah. you know, harder to get yourself in front of people. But now that my reach is growing, it's kind of like I can raise my prices because I know more people are going to see it now. But mm-hmm. the reason why I was kind of lo- having my prices a little lower at first is I was like, well, I have nobody seeing my stuff. And if they do see my stuff and see that it's like $400, $500, it's not going to convert into a sale. So at first yeah. it was lower, but it's gradually going up. And for my new collection, my Valentine's Day collection, I was adding up the numbers and the hours and price for everything to mm-hmm. get the total of the price 
And I remember the bag was over a little over 500. And I was like, whoa, that's a little pricey. So I was like, you know what? Let mm-hmm. me knock off a few. And I put it at 495. Mm-hmm. And I caught myself doing that. And I'm like, why do I keep doing this to myself? So, and the bag still sold. So I was like, see, I could yeah. at the price and it could have sold. But it's something that I still have to learn because, you know, people complain. So it gets mm-hmm. in your head. This is something that you have to learn and look past and it's a it's a mental game honestly yeah no it really is I'm the same way like I'll add up my hours and it'll usually be like I don't know like 350 or something I'm like mm-hmm. mm, I don't know 325 sounds a yeah, little bit better like, you know, <laughs> let me just knock a few off and make it look a little bit more appealing because honestly yeah. it's hard especially as a smaller designer because people mm-hmm. if you're not high-end people don't look at you as oh I don't think I want to spend that much money because if I wear that no one's gonna know what I'm wearing people like to spend their money depending on how flashy am I gonna be or no yeah. if people are gonna what I'm wearing are they gonna know that this is that so that's why I do appreciate a lot of people who do purchase from me because I'm not a big name brand as of right now so it's mm-hmm. like they're spending their hard on money on not the cheapest items and I really do appreciate that because a lot of people do complain so sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're like ah, oh, do people not like my stuff do they think it's not worth it like yeah people have something to say so yeah, no, that's so true. But I think that you have like a cool thing going on where like a lot of them are like one of a kind. So it's like, I don't yeah, know, it's that- more special for a customer to be like, I'm the only person in the world who has this bag. Yeah. You know, it's crazy because um, one of my dad's friends, I'm not, well, he's not like my uncle. He's telling me about NFTs and how I can do that with bags. And I was like, I don't understand <laughs> any of it. So I'm not going to even think about that right now. Because he's like, you know, it's one of ones. And so I was like, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't either. Do not worry. Don't get it. Yeah. 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 No, but that's so cool that it is like one of one. I feel like that makes it like 10 times more special and more likely for people to want to buy that. Yeah, it does. But it also makes it hard because it's like, and really I do that mostly because you probably understand like when you make something, you don't want to continuously make the same thing over and over. (laughs) It's so annoying. So I like make something and as soon as I make a collection I'm over it and I want to move on to something else and sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like this is a good thing but then it's also a bad thing because I have so many patterns that I have but I'm not using them because I'm barely making the same bags again so mm-hmm. that's a thing that other people are like oh you should restock you should restock and I'm like should I but I'm like I don't want to I just want to move <laughs> on so it's like I just continuously keep moving on and making new stuff but it makes it hard too because I have to always keep coming up with new designs so yeah um, but I like it though. It's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that I'm so back and forth about that. Cause I also have like limited collections. Like I make more than one of each, but it's like, I get so tired after making like five of something. I'm like, so over exactly. it. And it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't even want to stare at this fabric right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let it, I want to be over with it. That's literally how I feel. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, also just like switching gears. Um, let's talk about doja cat you know you just casually made a bag for her like can we get like a whole story Dude, on know, that it's crazy actually so the first time i posted it everyone loved it and recently i had another tiktok account and i posted mm-hmm. on got a lot more views and you know people are talking so bad about that and literally telling me that i'm lying it was like they're like you're lying for are you like, kidding this- yeah people are literally accusing me of lying saying that this never <laughs> happened doing this for views and i'm like you're actually crazy because it did. Um, mm-hmm. I people think that she contacted me to make the bag. So I think that's probably where a lot of people are getting wrong. Mm. So um, 
I was invited to an event by my friend and she was booked to perform at the event. And my friend was like, you should make her a bag. And I was like, you're lying. I, can I do that? And she was like, yeah. So um, for a few months, I was kind of sitting on the idea, like, what kind of bag do you make for Doja Cat? So then it was, we were at my birthday dinner. This was July 25th of 2021. And we went to my birthday dinner and I was talking to my friend who invited me. I was like, what kind of bag should I make? And then she was like, why don't you do a bag that looks like a planet? So I was like, that's a good idea. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do that. But I was like, that's a good idea. Cause she had dropped her album, Planet Her. So I was like, that goes hand in hand. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So I started sketching up some stuff. Um, and then I came up with a circle bag that had like a ring that looks like it's coming off of the bag. And I wanted to keep it true to, you know, what I do. So I used full denim. Um, I did black denim. And then the pink ring was like a pink um, selvage denim. And I thought that was really cool. And then um, when we were there at the event, she performed. And then I was supposed to meet her um, and hand and that gift her the bag personally. I did get to mm-hmm. talk to her for a few seconds, but I gave the bag to her security team. And they said she loved it, but that was pretty much the end of it. So I don't really know 100%, but they said that she liked it, so. I mean, I can imagine she did. That's so freaking cool. Like, the bag itself is so freaking cool. Yeah, I liked it. There are a few things about it that I wish I could have done better, but I purposely made the bag close to the day that I was supposed to be giving it to her because I knew that if I made the bag and I was seeing it for, like, a few weeks, I would have picked out every flaw that I didn't like about it, but I made it, like, the day before I was giving it to her, so I couldn't do that. But mm-hmm. there were definitely a few things that I wish that I gave myself more time to fix. But I like the way that came out overall. It was a really huge challenge and it was difficult. And I'm proud of the way it came out because I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. So, yeah, no, that's like out. a that's a hard pattern to figure out. I feel like like the ring itself yeah. seems very difficult. <laughs> I wanted to cry. I read that ring probably four times. And the last time, you know, it wasn't Oof. perfect. You no, know, this is as good as it's going to get. Right now. Uh, yeah. If I do this one more time, I'm going to go insane. And I'm going to throw this thing in the garbage. So I was like, I'm just going to leave it at this. And it's, it worked out fine. So, yeah, no, that's so freaking cool. That's insane. I would have literally cried. That's and insane. It was because I had known about Doja Cat for a long time. And I had really heavily started getting into her music, but prior to her dropping Planet Her. So when she did drop it, that's when I was like, okay, I really love this woman. And then when my friend was like, you know she's gonna be here you should come and make her back I was like are you serious mm-hmm. like, I was like are you serious right now like the doji cat like doji cat so then when that the whole time I was making it I was like this is actually so crazy I couldn't believe it yeah that's that's literally insane like very wow. much so yeah crazy crazy switching gears a little bit um talking more business stuff what do you like see as like the future of your business? Like, is this something you want to like continue to like, I know you're kind of early on into it and you probably kind of accidentally stumbled into it. Like, I feel like I did too, in a way. Um, yeah, but like now that you've good. been doing it and like, you know, you have that audience kind of coming in and more recognition and all, cause like you literally sold out of your last collection so freaking quick. That's insane. I know. That never happened before. So I was like, whoa, um, this yeah. is crazy. That's like insane. So like now that you kind of like have that, is this something that you want to like continue doing or how do you see yourself doing or? Definitely. I definitely want to continue. Sometimes I'm like, I, 
I'm 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 in my head and I'm like, how am I going to further this? Because right now I'm like a one man band. I do everything myself. So I'm like, do I want to do manufacturing one day? And I'm like, but I want to keep everything like handmade. And I'm like, okay, well, do I hire people? And it's like, I don't know, like as of right now, how I want to continue going further. So I always end up putting it in the back of my head and just continue going day by day. Um, it is getting a lot more stressful as I grow, especially on social media, trying to keep up with everything and mm-hmm. do new designs and handle the business and all of that. It's a lot. So I'm like, literally there's days where I'm like, I get anxiety. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to keep doing this because I don't, and I don't have anyone where I'm like, okay, what should I do? Like, I don't, at least in the fact, at least in the sense of being in the fashion industry, like, okay, mm-hmm. what next step? What do I do now? So it's kind of like, I just have to figure it out as I go. But I definitely want to keep doing, uh, keep going and doing what I'm doing. I just don't know how. So I'm kind of taking it day by day and see where it goes. But I definitely want to continue. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And I feel like I, I've had that dilemma going on too, where it's like, I love that everything's handmade, but like realistically, you can't keep that up forever. Right. Especially if you want to grow and grow, not in a sense of just your business, but also mm-hmm to keep furthering your business and putting mm-hmm. money in your pocket to sustain yourself exactly at the same time so that's what makes it a little bit more difficult because i'm like i don't know how i'm going to keep doing this because i i can't keep doing it unless my prices keep going up as of right now that's right you know, but i don't know we shall see what the future holds <laughs> That is fair. I feel like I, I'm in that constant state too. I'm just kind of like, yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. I'll figure it out. Exactly. And it's like, oh, I wish I could hire someone, but it's like, how do I even do that? Like, where do I, right? I turn, how do I find someone where I can trust to be able to make what I want the way that I would personally make it? Or like, mm-hmm. I it, it's just a lot. So yeah. No, honestly. Yeah, no, especially for you, because I feel like accessories are, are a whole other deal and a lot more like attention to detail yeah, and just, is. you know, there's a lot that's more to it. it. Um, I'm like, okay, if I wanted to do leather, that's different. You know, I can find mm-hmm. manufacturers in Italy or yeah. places where, you know, leatherware or leather goods is like a big thing. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's different. So like, where do you go to, like, I know there's high-end brands who do do denim bags, but it's mm-hmm. like, do you specifically search for like a denim bag manufacturer? Like, what do you even do? I don't know. Right. So I'm just, just going to keep doing it myself and see how it goes. Cause I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fair. I honestly have no clue about the accessories world either. So yeah, I feel like, yeah, yeah I don't know. Maybe you, you'll be the first denim manufacturer. Like, I, know, I don't know I'm if that like, exists. That's really cool. <laughs> I know. I'm always like, I would love to one day open my own manufacturing where I can, you know, have people, but also one day I may wake up and I'm like, you know what? I want to make a bag and just walk into my own manufacturer and just make a bag too. Along right? with everybody else. Like that's my goal. That's essentially what I want to do. But I'm like, I can't do that right now because I don't have that money. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I'm going to do for now and then a little bit later on, but I don't know, honestly, I, I always say it'll come. Everything that I've been doing so far, I didn't plan. It just keeps happening. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know we're gonna see I have no idea what I'm doing yeah no that's fair I don't either so like it's fine yeah. <laughs> but it's worked yeah, out honestly, this far <laughs> I'm glad that I, I don't know it's fun because it's like I don't know what I'm doing I just keep going but then it's also scary because it's like I don't know what I'm doing so yeah it, it, it can be really scary yeah as long as you don't think about it too much it's fine but if you start thinking about it it's like such a spiral yeah <laughs> yeah very, especially if like 
you put all your eggs in one basket and this is like really your only like ticket so yep. it's kind of like that's when it gets really scary because it's like um I I'm doing this and I did this to myself so I have to continue going on yeah yeah it's kind of a lot but you know yeah. you've managed thus far so I'm sure something will work out eventually <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but my skin gets so dry out here in the Midwest winter. For real though, the cold here is no joke. Luckily, we've got way to keep us hydrated. Turn your shower into a self-care moment with the gentle skin softening Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser. It balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue while gently cleansing and nourishing at the same time with a luxurious lather. It has skin softening oils in a hydrating blend with high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil. And post-shower, keep your skin feeling satin smooth with Way Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast-absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most with hydration that lasts and prevents dryness. It's made with high-quality nourishing ingredients like squalane, coconut oil, kupuwasu butter, and coconut oil. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser, your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code BLEAV. That's B-L-E-A-V to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most service, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So how long does it take you to like make a bag or like make a new collection or anything? Like that? Um, it really depends on like the size and the style and design of the bag, but the shortest amount of time I would say is taking me to make a bag from start to finish, maybe like seven hours mm-hmm. and the longest like 26 to 30 hours. Wow. So it really depends on like the design and what I'm doing. Um, my Valentine's Day collection total, that one probably took me like all bags, I would say about 30 hours. Dang. On 30 to 35 hours. Um, but again, it just depends on like the size and design. But other than it can like the smaller bags, actually, let me not say that. If it's like a simple design, it doesn't have any like crazy intricate curves, or, like excess, you know, extra things. It can be really mm-hmm. simple about six, seven hours. But if it's like a bigger, more intricate, detailed curve type thing, it's going to be anywhere from like 15 to 20 ish hours. That's insane. Yeah, honestly, because I have a, um, an app on my iPad and I time myself and I can have multiple timers going at one time. Mm-hmm. So like I have all the timers saved from each project and I like scroll and look through. I'm like, I spent that much time on that bag and only charged that much money. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. So I like that I can look back and see in this because it does take a lot of time. And 
very time consuming. Yeah, no, that's honestly really smart that you time it. I've honestly never timed myself making anything. I always guesstimate how long it took me, which is really yeah. bad. <laughs> I used to guesstimate a lot too, but then I was like, I would feel bad because I'm like, am I charging the right amount? Did it really take me that long? Right. So I just downloaded this app. I think it's called Timer Plus and it's on my iPad and you can have like multiple timers going and just save each one and name them. And I like it. It makes it a lot easier. So when I'm adding up the time, I just look how long it took me and then pay myself by like that hourly rate and then add in the cost of materials and then all that stuff. It makes no, it a lot so smart. Yeah, yeah, that's so smart. I need to, yeah, I need to start timing myself. Every time I'm timing myself, I'm like, oh, I'm clocking in. And then when I stop it, I'm like, oh, I'm clocking out. <laughs> so it's like clocking in and out of work. I love that. That's so funny. Yeah. Wow. I need to, I need to get on that because yeah, it I probably, so yeah, I feel like I'm underestimating. I'm like, oh, I think it took me about an hour to do that. Yeah. It probably took me too. By, by time yourself, how long it actually takes because you, as I feel like it's normal, like as a designer to underestimate how long something's taking or how much work you're putting into something. Mm-hmm. So I always found myself underestimating the amount of time. But then when you start timing yourself, you're like, whoa, I did not know I was taking that long just for me to cut out all of the pieces to this bag. Yes. Like, it's the little things that take the long amount of time to do. Yeah. Cutting out is probably what takes me the most. And I never like yes. think about factoring that in. I'm always like, oh, it took me like an hour to sew this, but I'm like, probably took me like two hours to freaking cut it no, out. Literally, you would be surprised. It takes forever to cut out. And then yeah. the interface too, I just, that's the part about it that I do not like at all. Like yep. I'll sit like four hours cutting out a bag and I'm like, it takes me probably only two hours to sew the bag, but it's taking me four hours to cut it out. Like it takes so true. a lot longer to cut it out than actually making it probably. Yeah, no, it's my least favorite part of the process. If I get yeah, to have somebody just cut everything for me, I don't mind sewing. But like, yeah, they, oh my God. Every, the first person I'm going to hire in my business is someone to cut out all of <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. it. I literally dread it every single time. Yeah, I don't blame you. It, it's a lot, especially you, you have a lot of pieces to your bags. Yeah, like, I mean, it depends on like what design it is, but there's like mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm like, and they're like little small pieces and I'm like, I'm like, yep. I don't want to do this right now, but I just put on some music or like a podcast or something. And I just get it done. I'm like, yeah, it's well. what you got to do. But yeah, yeah. It, it is the worst part of the process. Honestly, I, I hate it. I hate it. So going into like social media and your growth and stuff on there, what has been your like best platform or like where have you found like most of your following? Definitely TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with TikTok. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> because, you know, when you're first... Yeah, TikTok... I've expressed this so many times. TikTok is a really good platform to grow and get in front of people. But then as soon as they put your stuff in front of people, they take it away. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to just trickle a little bit of it in. And they put your stuff in front of people and then they take it away again. They do. It's like gambling kind of in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're on top, it's really a, an amazing platform to reach people from all over the world. But then when you're on the bottom end of the algorithm, it's like, I hate this. I don't want to do it ever again. But TikTok has definitely been a huge factor in growing. And Instagram, Instagram too. I've always liked Instagram. Um, but again, the algorithms are just so annoying. Mm-hmm. And them. But for growth, for my business, that has been probably the biggest tool I would say TikTok definitely yeah no I think that's where I found you initially anyway um I feel like yeah your videos are very 
captivating because I feel like you just don't see people making like bags that often or maybe at least I'm on like clothing side of TikTok where I don't see that as often yeah no I try there's on YouTube there's a bunch on TikTok Mm -hmm. I've tried because I'm like oh I'm on TikTok I might as well follow people who do the same thing that I do and I Mm -hmm. it's hard to find like I'm like yeah I'm like bag making bag makers and there's a few and they're mm-hmm. really good, and I follow a few of them, but then it's not many. So I'm like, this is like a really small, um, what, what do you call it? Community on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really not many people on there doing that. So that's also what makes it interesting and fun, too. It's not, it's not a lot of people doing it. Um, but now, honestly, there's a lot of people who are starting making bags who follow me, and I see them all the time. And they're like, oh, I'm making bags because you. I'm like, that is cool. That that's is super so cool. cool. Them. They're super good. I'm like, whoa, like. Let me follow you because I'm going to want to see your growth. It's really cool. Yeah, no, that's so cool. I've definitely had that too, where people will be like, oh my God, I started my brand because of you or whatever. And I'm like, your brand is cooler than mine. What the frick? You kidding me? <laughs> like, yours looks way better than mine. So what are you doing? Yeah, no, but that's so cool that you, you have that because yeah, I do think it is a very small community, like a very like small niche. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, like, but it also depends on, like, you know, what social media platform you're on. Like, YouTube, there's a whole community. And Facebook, too. There's, mm-hmm. like, groups of bag makers. I'm, I've am i heard about them, but I've never I've never really liked Facebook like that. So yeah, I me neither. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it, it's a little too confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never joined any um, bag making group, but I know there's a lot on there. Um, so I'm just like, you know what? I don't like Facebook. So I'm just going to stick to TikTok, Instagram, and in a little bit of YouTube right now. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, I think you should definitely go into YouTube a little more. I think I it's know. always a good platform. Uh, I try, but it's like, it's, I get so overwhelmed when I'm working because it's like, ah, oh, I'm filming on my big DSLR. I have to make sure everything's in focus, but then I yeah. also have to film phone for TikTok and make sure and it just becomes so much. And then my camera, my DSLR camera wants to die and stop mid-through. Take the videos off the SD card so I can free up space. And I'm like, it's just so much work. But I, I definitely just told myself a few days ago that I want to like, get deeper into YouTube again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I should get a new camera because my camera is always stopping while I'm filming in the middle of it. So I'm like, maybe I need a new camera. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I definitely want to do YouTube more because... Honestly, I love YouTube. I watch it yeah. all the time. So I'm like, I like it. Why not keep doing it? It's just I haven't been able mentally to deal with it right now. Yeah, no, it definitely, like, it I is a lot. Now and then. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a lot to actually do. Like, it's a lot of work. Yes. I think in the long run, it's, like, very beneficial. And also, you can, like, monetize it and have a side income as well, which I think is, it's exactly. the only reason I've been able to keep doing what I'm doing because... Uh, yeah because you do it all you do the content you do the business you do the yeah design. that is like crazy because that is not an easy thing to do no, it's at a all. lot it's a little too much right it's almost like what am I doing why am I doing yeah this? yeah like you have but I definitely want to do YouTube more I just have to force myself to at this point. <laughs> yeah no you definitely should I think it'd be really fun I would love definitely. to watch it <laughs> Yes, definitely. I will. I will do more YouTube. How do you keep yourself like motivated to keep making bags? Like if do you ever get because I'm sure you get like frustrated when you're like, you know, making a new pattern and things aren't turning out and you have to redo and stuff like how do you what are your ways of like coping with that and keeping yourself motivated? Um, well, the more realistic way of me coping with it is me saying 
this is all that you have. So <laughs> that's what forces me to get up and keep going. I'm like, you literally don't have anything else going for yourself. So if you don't get up and do this, no one's going to do it for you. That's right. the realistic thing that I say to myself. But then there's also, I'm like, there's days where I'm like, man, I really do not want to do this. Like, I just want to like sit in bed and watch YouTube or like, I don't know, just do something other than this. So then um, there's days where I do force myself to take a break, but then I always feel guilty for taking a break. and like, I'm not yep. doing anything. But um, keeping myself motivated, honestly, I watch YouTube videos of other people doing what I do. I watch you. Oh, thank it's you. Like, especially watching your um, work with me videos. Those are always, literally, I can't even tell how many times I watched that while cutting out my a bag or making a pattern or just sewing. It's like, I feel like if I'm like, oh, well, if I'm watching someone else do it, it can be like, they're doing it, so I might as well right. go ahead and do it too. So that's another, I do that. Or just like, it's more so the realistic version, like, well, you need to get up and do this because <laughs> if you don't do it, no one's going to do it for you. That's really my main way of keeping myself motivated. Um, but then that's also, again, I look at other designers and work and see what they're doing and then being like, I love that. I would love to get to that skill point. So then let me just keep working and practicing and doing different things. So, mm-hmm. and it's also, I like it too. So it's not really that I have to be motivated a lot. It's just, I have to be motivated through the parts that I don't like to do. Yes. Like cutting out or <laughs> like if I sit here and sew, I probably wouldn't have to be as motivated because I love sewing, even though it gets mm-hmm. tiresome. But if I could sew more so than make patterns and cut them out and do all that, I probably wouldn't have to be motivated really much at all. I would get up pretty much almost happy every day and go to my sewing machine. But it's the other things that it's like, okay, you have to get up and do this. So mm-hmm. mostly being realistic. I feel like that was a stupid answer. No, but like, that's very legit <laughs> because I'm the same way of like, okay, well, if you don't do this, how are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to freaking do anything? <laughs> like no one's going to do it for you. Exactly. Like, and then that's when it feels like you're trapped almost because yes. it's like, oh my gosh, I the endless cycle because it's like, if I'm not doing this, I'm not making any money. I can't pay to live, survive, and keep my business going. So mm-hmm. it gets really, it gets really hard. And there's days where I'm like, I just want to cry and just be like, yes. why did I do this? But like, I have to keep going because it's like, why not? Yeah, no, I, I'm the same way. I definitely, it definitely gets to me sometimes. And I'm like, why did I do this to myself? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. But also I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. So exactly. It's like a kind of like, why did I do this? But it's like, I don't want to do anything else. So why not do it? You know, exactly. Like- yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Um, do you have any like designers that like you look up to that you like um, accessory wise or not really? Um. A lot of people ask me that and I never know like what to say because there's like high-end designers that I look at that I love. Like recently I've been obsessed with Coach. I don't know why. I love They've been killing designs. it lately. Exactly. They're yeah. making a huge comeback. I yeah. think stuff, their new stuff has been really dope and I've been watching all of their stuff because I, I love mm-hmm. it. But like smaller brands, not really because I haven't really found many bag makers like I don't know it's such a small community I haven't really seen anyone where it's like where I'm looking at all their stuff and I'm like I love like this is such a huge inspiration to me but like when I'm going to make a new piece or a new collection you know I'll look at a bunch of different bags and brands and like there's a few that I look at mostly coach and like more vintage designs of 
vintage designs of like Gucci, mm-hmm. Balmain, things like that. But there's not really like smaller brands that I or small designers that I'm like I'm inspired by. It's more like higher end vintage pieces and stuff like that. So every time someone asks me, I'm like, I don't know what to say because there's not <laughs> many that I'm inspired by. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm the same way when people ask me about like clothing. I'm like, I I don't really look to other designers too yeah. too much. I don't I mean, know. I look at other designs, but I also try not to so much because it's right. like I'm also trying to develop my own lane. And it's like, it's hard when you're looking at a bunch of other designers because you kind of blur the line. You're like trying to mimic what they're doing, but adding right. those out. Because a lot of times I'm like, I want to try to create my own type of thing that yeah. other people get and find inspiration from. So it's kind of hard when you're mm-hmm. looking at a bunch of stuff because I try not as much as I can to look at other designers because I'm trying to create different things. But I look at a bunch of different things, so it's kind of hard to say. It's not like one main thing that I go to, like, oh, this is my main source of inspiration. It's like all over the place. Right. No, I get that. And I feel like your pieces are honestly like very unique. So you can tell that you don't necessarily like look after one thing. I I can't say I don't look at them a lot because I do, but I try Mm -hmm. not to as much. I look at so like it's mostly vintage things, though, like that's what I look at more vintage designs it's not really newer things but I try it is it's kind of hard but I try not to yeah no it is hard and I feel like I don't know designs are a lot of the time just like repurposed designs over and over again like it's hard to come up with something completely brand new yeah. in this day and age yeah it's like you take it in and you make it your own it's like recycled all over everywhere exactly but I, I think you do a good job of that even just like yeah. by the fact that you utilize denim instead of like leather like everyone else does like that makes it so much more unique already which is really cool yeah I love I love denim a lot of people are like oh are you gonna make leather bags I'm like I don't think so I don't I don't I don't know I'm no not, I don't like, see that for you yeah I, I always explain it like there's like in like in um accessories there's different categories like you have people who like to work with leather you know they're called leather workers you have people mm-hmm. who like to work with you know, nylon or like in different type of materials. I call myself a denim worker because I like to work with <laughs> denim. Like I, I would just like working with it. I don't think I would be interested in leather. I, I don't know. I, I don't like, I don't like working with leather. I like denim. So I'm probably yeah. going to stick with denim. Yeah, no, I get that. They're also two completely different type of textiles, like completely totally. different. Like you have to have different machinery and tools. Yeah. Like it's not the same at all. Like literally uh-uh two totally different spectrums yeah so yeah so I don't blame you that that totally makes sense and I feel like denim is right up your alley anyway yeah I love it it's so much fun it's unique and it's a hard it's a hard fabric to work with Mm -hmm. but if you work with it you can make some really cool things so yeah and it's you don't have to do like I always say denim it speaks for itself you don't really have to do too much with it it's like Mm -hmm. you can spice it up and make it unique and different but you can also just do something simple and it says a lot about it like you don't really have to do too much with it Right. Yeah, no, I think that's so true. That's so yeah. cool. Thank you so much for coming on here today and talking. Me. Of course, it's been super fun. Um, Shout yourself out. You know, where can people find you? So you can find me on social media at Rovell Gaither. Um, I do have a second TikTok account, which is Rovell's. It's just my name with the Z at the end. And then my website is RovellGaither.com as well. Pretty much all of my social media handles are my name. So if you want to find me anywhere, you can just type me up on that. And that's pretty, pretty much it. Perfect. Exciting. Well, go follow if you haven't already, because definitely very much worth it. And you better put like post notifications on for the next collection in case it sells out like in two seconds, yeah. you know. I'm for that. I don't know. <laughs>
it's exciting. It's exciting. You never know. So yeah, so go follow. Um, and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.